Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Bringing community mental health to you, raising awareness and challenging stigma. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio, Wednesdays at 5pm. Melbourne's Drive Time Radio Program, featuring community organisations, powerful stories and information. Find us at brainwaves.org.au. Proudly sponsored by Wellways Australia. Hello and welcome to another edition of Brainwaves here on 3CR Community Radio, 855am on your dial, digital and streaming on 3cr.org.au. My name is Susie and today I and Zach will be chatting to Terry, a peer coach at Wise Employment. Terry has been with us before and if you missed that podcast you might like to check it out. Terry, welcome back to Brainwaves. Oh, I'm very glad and happy to be here. Thank you, Susie. Um, for those that might not have caught our previous Wise Ways to Work show in August 2018, Terry, can you tell us a little bit about what Wise Ways to Work is? Yes, Wise Ways to Work is a long-term program for people who are disadvantaged, particularly with a mental illness, get back to work and get back to vocational life. Now, this is helpful for people in that it develops a routine, reduces the illness, and gives them something to say about themselves and what they do in their life other than saying nothing. Oh, it sounds fantastic. It sounds like a really good program. Um, do you mind telling our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, no, that's all right. I have two jobs that I'm working at the moment. Um, since graduation in commerce and arts, I've been working in, in commerce and parallel to that, I've been having a mental health career where I've been facilitating groups and working in back offices in mental health, uh, participating in clubhouses, helping others with a mental illness, having known what it's like myself, and also assisting staff um, build their skills and their professional development that I work with. Well, you sound like a very busy man, a lot busier than me. Um, and you're currently working as a peer coach at Wise Ways to Work. Yeah, peer coach is a term for me. We have vocational coaches, which are the able-bodied workers. They are the ones building the skills for our participants and people with a mental illness. And by calling me a peer coach, that really just means I have lived experience and I bring those skills to our groups and to our program. Yeah, very important skills, I would say, too. Um, and what are some of the programs you have running at the moment? Well, the Wise Ways to Work is a three-stage program. Um, now the first stage is actually, like I said, a long-term program, runs for about seven months and in stage one we do a program called uh, Employer Mind and Employer Mind is the preparation for getting back to work and taking on the work experience and paid works that we offer later on down the track. Yes, and um, that's stage one. Um, just probably, just to get a little bit of history, um, You've mentioned to me previously that Wise Ways to Work came from Scotland. How did Wise Employment come across it? Well, the Employer Mind program was developed in Scotland by FEET, which is the Fife Employment Access Trust, who supported us to introduce the program into Australia. Uh, there was funding from philanthropy and government sources that enabled us to pilot the program, and we really started about 12 months ago. 
Um, feet have recently also been here. They came from Scotland to Australia. And now seeing what they do, that what we do a bit differently to them, they've employed a peer coach of their own who's turned out to be quite outstanding. And they've been doing this for seven years. Mm, so you've... Um the Scottish program's basically been adapted to our con context, is that what you would say? Definitely, but we've added a second stage and a third stage to make it a more long-term program for the, our Australian participants. Okay, well can you tell us a little bit about the second and third stages, please? Well, the second stage is one where we run programs for optimal health. Um, alongside optimal health programs, we have other things going as well, such as about uh, wear for success, which is clothing for our things. We look at nutrition, which we have an expert in nutrition, and the motivation to eat in a healthy way. We um, discuss disclosure in the workplace. So basically you've said that the first stage is em employ your mind, and then the second stage is optimal health, and you're talking about issues such as clothing, nutrition, disclosure, and so on. Um, yeah, we also help with a bit of resume writing as well too. Oh, and that's fantastic. And it should be yeah. also noted that sometimes participants want to exit at any point, so even in stage two or stage three, they are able to remain with the program as little as much as they like in later stages, but it can be paused for any length of time if a person becomes too unwell to attend. Mm. There is follow-up to ensure that a person does leave our service, that they are linked with a DES or some sort of service provider so they're not out on their own. So while yeah. we have a long-term program, it might not be for everyone. They might just like the phase one, stage one, employ your mind part and get a lot of benefit from that, but they'll be looked after if they go their own way afterwards too. Okay, thank you. Can I just put a pause on for a sec? Yeah. One of our um, Brainwaves members has been on this program, Tess, and she's going to um, query Terry a little bit further on the, on the intricacies of the program. Thanks, thanks, Susie. Um, now, in that first stage, employ your mind, Terry. Can you can you give our listeners a bit more information about the activities that they get into? Yeah, sure, Tess. Um, look, phase one is a very important one. It's called employ your mind, and um, that's the idea of it: preparing the mind ready for work. Phase one, employ your mind, is um, certainly a good part of the program, and it's one we've been doing most of for the last twelve months. Now that the phase two and phase three is just starting up. Now it's a group work, it's four stages. Now we start with an introduction session. Now what happens is a participant will come along with a case manager or a psychologist or a family member and get to find out about Employer Mind and um, what's involved with it and see if it's for them. Can I just add in something there? Because I know I didn't come along with uh, a worker. I, I found out about Employer um, Wise Ways to Work on Facebook. And I'd been looking at Wyman for a couple of years, but this is the one program where you didn't have to be connected to Centrelink. And so I was able to um, join in, and it's been a wonderful experience, I must say. Yes, you did join in, Tess. And when you joined in, you would have started on the first phase, of, which was just working alongside a single vocational coach. Yes. For six weeks, there's a term where you just work one-on-one. -on -one. There's no group work. So it's a graded program into the group and um, time to explore things like interests and goals and settings and have some testing to what your skills and strengths are so you can align them with your future goals into going into work. Um, 
And yes, you do work one-on-one with your vocational coach for about the first six weeks. I was lucky enough to have Calson Willoughby, a wonderful occupational therapist. Um, I think she'd done a master's in occupational therapy and had been a teacher, a special education teacher before that. Can you tell me um, what other sorts of qualifications the other vocational coaches have? Oh, actually, it turns out all the vocational courses... Uh, coaches have masters in OT, so they come from an OT background. Um, what does OT stand for, Terry? It's occupational therapy, but the students who study occupational therapy therapy usually do have a mental illness component as part of their course, because some go on to become case managers and pursue a career in mental health, such as our vocationals with workers with us. I must say I've been fascinated to see the range of occupations that occupational therapists can go into. I actually used to work at a special school at the Austin Hospital for teenagers who had serious mental health difficulties and that was where I first came across uh, occupational therapists working in mental health and it was just amazing to me. A far cry from the basket weaving that my grandfather did as when he had multiple sclerosis. So things have moved on. Now, um, you mentioned that there's a focus on learning about cognition and cognitive remediation. Can you tell us about all of that, please, Terry? I will tell you all about that. With um, I'll just take one small step backwards talking about our second, third and fourth phases of employer mind. Now, in employer mind... The second phase starts where there's group work. So people are introduced to each other and we build a team um, working through a workbook, doing activities, playing games designed to skill build and break the ice. And we also do work on computers like um, you've asked about. Now one of the things about computers is they are important nowadays to use in home and to work and study. But we use them in a particular way which is to build cognitive skills, cognitive remediation And we focus on things like um, visual attention, memory, those short and long-term executive functions and all areas of the brain that need some development. Uh, Whoa, Terry, tell us what executive function is. They're big words for our listeners. It's an ability to reason things through. Um, Visualisation is how you put a picture in your mind. The working memory is a short-term memory, which um, is anything less than a minute. So all these games and activities that we have on the computers lets a person focus on the screen in front of them, uh, filter out what's going on out in the outside world or what might be going on in their delusions, and practice the skill builds in a skill building in a thinking gym. We even have a picture of a brain <laughs> with a couple of arms coming out of it that is like holding a weights and doing some muscles, like it's exercising with the words thinking gym of it. And that's what it's all about. It's exercising the cognition and the skills of the mind. And we tend to do a session of that every group we do just for 20 minutes. Well, the majority of the session is teamwork and workbooks and activities. Everything is structured to skill building the group and the, and the ability of the participants. And we make that comfortable in a, in a good environment. And it's well thought out, even to a whiteboard, explaining the day's activities when the person still first works in. Thanks a lot, Terry. That's fantastic. And now I know that you've been there co-facilitating with the uh, vocational coaches. Um, So you would have seen, and you've seen, you've worked with me, and I loved it. I've made a really solid friendship with one of the participants in my group. Um, 
How do you think, uh, you know, across the groups that you've been observing, how do you think the participants have been experiencing that group process? The group process has been really successful. One of the things we do earlier on is start with a group name. Now, this can take a few sessions to actually create a name for your own group, but we've had some really fun ones like Emu Realm, which is a really strange name, or we had a group that were just men only that called themselves a League of Gentlemen. And one of our latest groups, which is uh, a very active group, has called themselves Awesome Green Tea with Chocolate Sauce. And I really love that one. I love it. And um, can you tell us, actually you did tell us about how you got your participants. And I threw in that I found out about it on wonderful, wonderful Facebook. So can you tell us about the criteria for being accepted into the program, Wise Ways to Work? There is a criteria for coming along, um, principally that you do have a mental illness uh, and are willing to work. Uh, Hopefully there are no drug issues uh, because we want to promote a healthy living. The criteria, the specific criteria I don't have on hand, but um, you do need a referral from a service, usually from a case manager or worker in mental health. You can um, be a contact for us and a contact for you as you go through the program. Yes, I I know that it was my psychiatrist that heartily endorsed my application to go into the courts. Um, Can you tell us about um, how big each group is, how many participants in a group? Uh, Some of our early groups usually have about four or five or three in them, so that's a going number at the moment. Um... A couple of the earlier ones, we had a couple drop out. We would just work with pairs and a couple of coaches, but that allowed some more intense work. But we're finding now the groups that are going through are four or five people. Okay, so there's a lot of individualised attention in in small groups like that. Yeah, there is individual attention, and it's um, something that I really like to share is one of the things we do is we sit with people one-on-one after the group if they have any issues during the group, if they want to fill out their workbook or ask a question. And there's a man there who has a memory thing and we sit with him after every group and we we go through what the program was for the day with him. So it helps him with his memory and he's got a special book for him. And I remember reminding him one day that we asked him about social cognition and um, he knew what that was now. And so we were able to jot that in his book as social cognition is part of the skills that we're building in our groups in employer mind and just to explain social cognition it's the ability to act wisely in social situations um, and it's part of something that needs to be built with mental health issues absolutely uh, i'm a you know a retired special education teacher and working with kids with autism that social participation skill base is so important um, now, the fourth phase of Employ Your Mind is about work participation. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, this is one of my favourite parts because it's what we're working to in the groups. It's actual work experience. Now, it's four to six weeks um, with about five hours a week. Um, so about 20 hours. Now, these are tailored to individuals. So we work, we'll go from the interests and we go from what people are wanting to work in. And we have employer partners that have positions ready for the work experience. And we have somebody go in and do some office duties or some outside duties, depending on what kind of work they want to do. So a few earlier groups are doing phase four at the moment where they're getting their work experience. And instead of coming two times a week for our groups, they just come one time in phase four because the work experience is considered the the extra session. 
Look, I have been loving my work experience at a registered training organisation. It's been wonderful and I'm so grateful. It certainly gives participants the opportunity to practice skills in the workplace in yes. a supportive environment and it gives us sort of exposure to the work that they are interested in as well. Absolutely. Because the placement is matched to skills, strengths and interests discovered in the earlier phases of the groups. That's right. So now, getting on to the Champions Program. Can you tell us about that, please? Uh, Champions was a pilot program. We were funded for 12 months to create a group that would just do us something a little bit extra. Uh, how is it connected to Wise Ways to Work? It's like a side program of it. It's um, open to participants who are doing the Employee Mind Program, all the three phases, where they, the idea was that it would be a monthly meeting of um, people that were interested in the group and we will prepare ourselves for doing things like giving presentations or receiving guest speakers and going out and doing some advocacy out on reducing stigma in workplaces. Mm, fantastic. And um, I just want to make sure that everyone's on the same page around peer work. Can you tell us what peer work is? Well, peer work's uh, sort of a new term for being a consumer consultant. Uh, consumer was a word that came out of America to describe somebody who was a consumer of mental health services, in another way of saying somebody with a lived experience. Um, consumer's sort of dropping off now. To me, it means they don't really produce anything. But uh, a peer is somebody, when they work with somebody with a mental illness, they are their peer. Yep. Except in my case, I'm already working in jobs, paid jobs as they are, so I'm using that experience to bring to people who are unemployed. Yeah. There are other um, terms such as life coach that some use, but we use peer coach. Yeah, and look, I've loved having you on the program, Terry. You're someone that we can all relate to very comfortably, and it is someone that we know has had that lived experience of having difficulties with their mental health. And it really makes a difference over the course of the program. I, I can assure listeners about that. Um, we, can you just tell us why has there been a focus on the peer work in the Champions Program? We didn't start out that way, but we found that it was emerging industry, that in the future there is opportunities for peer work coming up because it's so valuable. Nowadays, clinics are discovering and hospitals are well, as well to have a peer worker as part of their services on some sort of um, community service peer worker amongst their staff. It also helps the staff and represents the pe uh, people with a mental illness. Mm -hmm. And being a growth industry, it would be good for people who have lived experience to at least know what it's all about, yep. how important it is to give presentations, how important it is to... Um, work with staff and people with a mental illness. Look, I'm thrilled that you've got a Champions Program and I really look forward to being engaged in it on an ongoing basis. Love the meals that I've been taken out to as part of the Champions Program. Now, um, you've got, I've got here, um, part, how do you find your partner employers for Stage 3, the work experience component? Well, it was a big job to start with. Um, not much that I had to do with, but our management and our vocational coaches had to approach businesses that were friendly and um, um, push their calls. But we have found many, such as Enable, Info Exchange and different Melbourne Queer Film Festival who have come on board and they're willing to open up um, 
job experience, work experience places for our phase four of employee mind, just to yeah. do that 20 hours. Look, I know my buddy from my group, she loved the work experience she did and, and I've, I'm, I'm still going. I'm loving what I'm doing. Now, you've, you've got there something about employers are guaranteed. Now, what, what does that mean exactly? Oh, okay. Now, this is the stage three. This is the one that's emerging at the moment. And yep. now that um, some group members have done their seven months of employer mind and their stage two optimal health and their worth for success and their resume writing and disclosure, stage three, we have transitional employment places. We call them a TEP. And this stage assists participants in paid work. One option is to use these TEPs where there's a supported paid employment position for a set time. We do need part employers and we have them for people with a mental illness to fill these shifts that, like you asked, are guaranteed for the employer. Now they're guaranteed because there is myself or another coach supervising the worker. We learn the role. And if for any reason the job can't be done, then staff step in and do the work for the employer. Now, what do you mean by staff? You mean staff of the Wise Ways to Work program? That's right, Terry. All ah, right. A vocational coach or a peer coach. Yep. Call it a supervisor on the job who's yep. standing alongside the person with a mental illness in a paid job. Yeah. And for instance, the employee, being the person with a mental illness, may need some time out or may not turn up. Yes. Then the staff will do the work so the participant can work through any issues that may affect their ability to do the job. That can really make a difference to someone getting back into paid work after a long hiatus, I would imagine. Well, it's also very supportive to the partner employer too. Yes, yes. One thing though, we, we do say it's necessary that the role is part-time or job share. Yep. Um, so that while the person with a mental illness is working, staff can support the worker while they're on the job. Yep. Call to TP, like I said. Um, but all placements need to be made with the employers paying award wages and meeting all their workplace obligations, health and safety and That's so on. That's so, great. Now, can you tell us um, how can people get involved in these programs, either as a participant or as a peer group facilitator? Well, we have um, peer group facilitators. Um, the only way to really be involved would be a champion and to run an information session which we're opening up to champions but um, we do have staff working as coaches at the moment but to be a participant there's a website at www.wiseemployment.com you can email www at wiseemployment.com.au now www at wiseemployment.com.au is really wise ways to work at wiseemployment.com.au and there's a phone number there which I'll read out twice, which is 0409-188-972. So if you get your pen ready quickly, it's 0409-188-972. Thank you so much, Terry, for coming on the show today and sharing your knowledge about the Wise Ways to Work programs with our listeners. You can find more of our shows at our website, brainwaves.org.au, or on the three... 3CR website, 3cr.org.au or on iTunes. Feel free to send us feedback or suggestions for shows via email at brainwaves at wellways.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next Wednesday at 5pm for another episode of Brainwaves on 3CR. 
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.